March, by the way, is Distracted Driving Month. And drivers are, well, a little confused about the rules and didn't get a lot of help from ICBC, who put out a video a, a week or so ago to talk about the rules around distracted driving. Of course, it's about using your phone. Operation Hang-Up is going on with some police departments, actually lots of police departments, out on the streets looking for people texting and using their phones when they're behind the wheel and all the rest of it. But drivers are confused about the rules and here to help sort a few things out at least. Criminal defense lawyer Kyla Lee is back with us from Acumen Law. Kyla, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Sterling. Nice to talk to you. Well, it's good to have you with us. Did you see the video that ICBC released a week or so ago to help us through Distracted Driving Month? Oh, I did see the video. And then I saw the second video that they had to create when uh, they got the law wrong in the first video. Well, let's talk about what they got wrong. That's because, again, there's a lot of confusion. You're a defense lawyer. You you defend people who've been, uh, well, ticketed at least for distracted driving. So what what did what did ICBC get wrong, for example? In the first video, ICBC suggested that it is illegal to have your phone sitting loose in your car, like loose in the cup holder or loose on the passenger seat beside you. And that is not actually the case. In BC, the BC Supreme Court has ruled that you are perfectly allowed to have your phone loose in the vehicle so long as you're not touching it at the same time. Ah, okay. So uh, that was anything other, any other glaring, obvious stuff like that? No, that was the the biggest one. The big one, one, yeah. Um, Yeah, they tried to suggest that the video um, was meant to encompass situations where the phone is in use. Mm -hmm. But even then, depending on what you're using the phone to do, you can still have it loose in the vehicle. There's a distinction in the law between actively using the phone, the type of use that distracts you from the road, like talking um, or touching the phone, texting, that type of thing, which is prohibited even if the phone is loose. And passive use, like having your phone give you your um, music or podcast or GPS directions through the speakers of the vehicle, that type of passive use is not prohibited by the legislation. Okay, so it's all about touching the phone then. So, for example, if you have Bluetooth and you've got your car wired to take phone calls while you're driving, so it's hands-free and it's all that right stuff, so you, you get a call, you're allowed to touch the screen and go, hello, that's okay. But, but any other touching of the screen is considered illegal, correct? Yes. And this is part of the really confusing aspect of the law, because although, although the phone could be loose for the purposes of um, using your podcast or music features, it can't be loose if you're talking. You're allowed to touch the phone one time to end, accept, or decline a call, sure. but you're not allowed to touch the phone one time for the purposes of shuffling a song or skipping to the next podcast. Now, uh, some some have gone to the extreme of saying, look, distracted driving could be something as simple as changing radio stations, which we never encourage here at CKNW, by the way. But is is that true? Uh, Yes and no. It's not something that's prohibited under the electronic device regulations um, in the BC Motor Vehicle Act. But there have been court cases long before we had distracted driving laws that have found people guilty of driving without due care and attention for even doing something as simple as looking down and changing the radio station and taking their eyes off the road briefly. Interesting. So now in terms of actually talking on the phone while you're driving, hands-free, the Bluetooth thing wired in is the only acceptable version, correct? Uh, You can have uh, either your car's built-in Bluetooth, you can have an external Bluetooth like the ones that might mount on your um, visor, or you can have wearable technology like an earpiece uh, or earbuds. 
But if you're wearing anything in your ears, it can only be worn in one ear. So Mm -hmm. you can't have two earbuds in. You can't have a full over-the-head headphone set. Okay. So now uh, the Operation Hang-Up that's going on, various police departments right across the province, it's a provincial program, are out there on the streets looking for people who are using their phones illegally. And frankly, Carla, there's not not a lot of problem finding people. I see if you're in traffic uh, and, and you're a commuter, you see it all the time. It's a little bit like shooting fish in a barrel. And the police make it, you know, somewhat easier for themselves because they pick the situations in which they're most likely to catch the most people. So they'll do things like wait at red lights Mm -hmm. and walk up and down lines of stopped cars looking for the people that can't resist the temptation to pick up their phone and quickly check their text messages. So if if that and again, I'm I'm looking at that Supreme Court ruling, a B.C. Supreme Court ruling you referenced a few minutes ago in terms of where the phone is allowed to be. Because there have been people ticketed, for example, for having the phone just on the seat beside them. Uh, and that's, that's not a ticketable offense, as I understand your explanation of the Supreme Court ruling. It is not. And despite the fact that the Supreme Court ruled on this in 2019, um, police officers still haven't really figured this out. And there are many officers who will still issue tickets for it um, and tell people that it's not lawful. I mean, there was even an article published yesterday with Delta Police making this statement, which, again, is not legally accurate. Interesting stuff. Now, those drivers who have a restricted license, the N or the L on the on the the rear of the car, uh, there are limitations on what they can do while they're driving deliberately, of course. What about phone restrictions for N and L drivers? Yes, there's only one permissible circumstance in which you can use your phone as an N or L driver, and that's in the case of an emergency call, so calling a 911 um, police, fire, or ambulance. You can't use it to play your music. You can't use it for GPS. You can't use it uh, to talk to your mom and let her know that you're going to be late to meet your curfew. It's not allowed. Uh, so the only, the, only, the only possible way to do that if you need to make the call is pull over, stop the vehicle, put it in park, and make the call. Yes, and put in park doesn't mean put in park in a traveled portion of the roadway. It has to be lawfully parked off the portion of the roadway that's used for the passage of vehicles. Hmm. Let's talk about consequences. If you are indeed found to be, uh, well, you're uh, alleged to be in violation of distracted driving regulations, what are the consequences, Kyla? Uh, they're severe. It's a $368 fine, four penalty points. And it's considered a high-risk offense. So if you have an L or an N license, one distracted driving ticket means you'll get your license revoked. And if you have a Class 5 or better license, two distracted driving tickets, and you're going to face a driving prohibition. Interesting stuff. Do, uh, are there, uh, is our repeat offenders a fairly common thing uh, with respect to tra- distracted driving infractions? Unfortunately, yes, we do see people get, you know, several distracted driving tickets, but I don't think that it's out of, in most cases, people's genuine intention to disregard the law. When I talk to people, they're legitimately confused because of how poorly the drafted the law is and because of the inconsistent messaging. Um, They're legitimately confused about what they can and can't do. And so people end up getting tickets because the law is not clear enough and government and police are not making it clear enough to the public. So what needs to happen, uh, defense attorney? Uh, You know the law inside and out. How does what suggest an improvement in the in the actual language of the law that would reduce the confusion that exists to this minute? 
mean, it would be great to see the law rewritten. Um, it's woefully out of date with the way that technology exists both in vehicles and in our phones. So, you know, the government should repeal the law, rewrite it, and make it very clear. A list that specifically says what you are allowed to do with your phone and says that any other actions are prohibited. And then you know, I can do these things and I can't do anything else. Well, uh, the confusion, as you mentioned already, extends to police officers. Some of them are issuing tickets for things that, frankly, they shouldn't have been. Yes, and this is part of the problem when the law is so poorly written. You have police officers who aren't getting legal advice in interpreting the law. Um, so they're doing the best to figure it out from their own read of the legislation and mm-hmm. the regulations. You have ICBC and Road Safety BC putting out suggestions or messaging about what you can and can't do that is broader than what the law actually prohibits, which then misinforms police officers in attempting to understand the law and leads to tickets that should never have been issued in the first place. Interesting stuff. Well, the confusion persists. It's obvious, but I hope that someone, some drivers at least listening to us this morning, Kyla, have a clearer understanding of what is and isn't permissible. Thanks for taking a few moments out of your Sunday morning to do this with us. Always appreciated. Thanks for having me.